Welcome to Advancing All Women with Sarah Alter, President and CEO of Network of Executive Women. On this show, you'll hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics for women in the workplace. From advancing women of color, to developing and engaging male allies, to how to navigate the new workplace post-COVID-19. Sarah will cover it all as she and her guests dig into these key issues. Now, here's your host, Sarah Alter. All right, so I'm starting my day today with a cup of Newport Coffee House Medium Roast Rwanda Blend. And you're going to learn more about this incredible business and leader in our conversation. And you're going to hear about two other incredible leaders and their coffee brands. The tasting notes for this coffee suggest passion fruit, citrus, and caramel. And they are spot on. You can both smell and taste these flavors. Trust me. And truth be told, I only use heavy whipping cream. Yes, I know. It's a bad vice, but we all have our bad vices in my coffee. And my seasonal mug of choice is a green one with a picture of Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch Who Stole Christmas Show. And it has a slight chip in it, but I just can't bear to throw it away. Um, She and I are truly kindred spirits. So I share this with you today because we are joined by three absolutely incredible female leaders. And I know I say that every week, but have I ever disappointed you? I know I haven't. So so believe you and me, today is going to be fun. Our topic at hand is the story of female leaders who have played a key and pivotal role in shaping the coffee industry. I normally take more time to set the stage for our show, but you know what? I don't even want to waste a single second, as I know that our guests will captivate you far more than me. So I am joined by Michelle Burns. She's the Executive VP of Global Coffee, Tea, and Cocoa for Starbucks. I'm joined by Kelly Marsh, Director of Coffee Experiences and Industry Affairs for Nestle Coffee Partners, and Lota Bankston, owner of the Newport coffee house here, a local chain of coffee shops and roasteries here in the Chicago market. So good morning and welcome to everybody. I'm so glad you're here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All righty. So let's kick it off. Um, Michelle, I'd love to start with you. Um, You know, what, what brings you to this conversation today? Tell us about your personal and professional journey and how this beautiful thing called coffee, tea, or cocoa has played a role in it. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. Well, Sarah, I loved your introduction, and and I will just share that I am drinking a Christmas blend this morning (gasps) uh, from Starbucks. I love your Christmas uh, blend. Yes. So, uh, tis the season and just a beautiful, bold coffee. Um, This is a a fun one for us. It has a special place in our customers' hearts. It has... uh, Aged Sumatra, which is just a really <gasps> unique coffee that, that's in this Christmas blend. And I just had to look, but it's in my Shanghai Roastery um, m- mug. So, so this, is a, this is a fun introduction. Um, it, yeah. It, and I have to, as, as everyone probably appreciates, um, Starbucks and Nestle are two of our more incredible partners to new. And, and it's so fun. Every time we go to visit Starbucks or even Nestle, like it's an adventure. Because you 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 know you just get to sample all these amazing products and so so fun so, but yeah, Michelle, let's hear about you. Yeah, perfect. Um, well, gosh, I think you're setting the stage beautifully of just just how how wonderful and incredible coffee is and and the ritual of coffee. Um, for me, part of, part of the reason I'm here is because I love storytelling. I love the stories yeah. of coffee. I love the stories of women in coffee. Um, I think it is just absolutely incredible and inspires me every day um, that I get p- to be part of an industry that is for us at Starbucks around ensuring that, that a sustainable future of coffee for all. And so that's from farmers to roasters to blenders to, uh, you know, those of us that have the opportunity to, to work in coffee each and every day. So um, I'm here because I love to share those stories. I love that experience. I love the ritual um, and on a yeah, personal level, pardon me, a, a ritual indeed. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, it just is even hearing us start about talking about how we're starting our day is, is pretty incredible. 
Uh, and then on a, on a personal level, uh, I'm a mother to a, uh, a daughter and a son. Um, and for me, the opportunity to talk about women and empowering women in all aspects and um, the work that we all do, uh, sign me up. I'll always be here to engage in the conversation. And it's just a pleasure to be here. So thank you. Yeah, no, no. We're so glad you joined us. Um, Kelly, welcome. Yes. I'd love hey. to hear about you. Yes. Good morning. And thank you for having me. Why I'm here is similar to Michelle is, um, you know, it's funny when I started in coffee almost 20 years ago, it was a really big secret and the secret's out now, especially if I'm sharing it with your audience. Um, But I actually didn't even enjoy coffee. I didn't even know what to order, Michelle. You probably remember this story. When I interviewed, (laughs) she asked me, hey, um, what's your favorite coffee? And I'm like in the Starbucks cafe. And I said, is an apple cider count? <laughs> no, right? So for all the ca- coffee families out there, no, that does not count. Um, <laughs> but the reason I'm here is because I was quickly, quickly, you know, captivated by the stories and yeah. the many, many families and producers that are behind this beautiful cup, right? Yeah. And so it's not only a conversation piece for all of us and a connector for all of us as we sit here and talk about your Rwanda cup that Lota is going to share more about, I'm sure, or the cup of pipe place that I'm having, but it was also about this really, really incredible journey that the bean has to go from where we are sitting here in the United States, all the way over to where it's grown across the world. And so there are lots of hands and faces that touch that. And there's a huge opportunity for us to impact so many lives in a positive way. Um, So that's my professional end of why I'm here. The personal end really is I wouldn't be in my seat if it weren't for Michelle. And so um, that's kind of the cool story that I'm sure will unfold. But it's it's really because people like Michelle have given me an opportunity to see other women in leadership roles mm-hmm. and then to help believe in myself and give the confidence in myself that, hey, I actually can do this. And you know, have also admitted imposter syndrome many times and like, here's my own way I struggle with it. Right. And so I think for me, that's, that's why I'm here. I wouldn't be here if I didn't see Michelle and others standing up and having the courage to be the only female in the room so many yeah. times. Yeah. And also to share with us, like, here's how you do it. Yeah. Just do it right. Just get after it. So that's a little about me. Awesome. And Lota, last but not least, welcome. You, and thank you. What what you know? It, it, what what brings you to this conversation? You've had a long history as well, yeah. and and then not only here in the United States, but over in Sweden. Yes. So I started my first coffee shop when I was in my early twenties. Uh, I always enjoyed coffee, coffee shops, cafe meeting. I think the, the ambience, the just the place to get together and talk and yeah have a good time and so me and my sister really want to do this and we started it together uh, it was a coffee shop a little bit of a diner as well but I do remember how we started out with our first espresso machine uh, it was <laughs> like a three group it was uh, fun it wasn't that many people that you know, coffee shops that did that at that time. And uh, we did all these drinks that we're doing today. And uh, I just feel like coffee has evolved a lot since then. Yeah. But it Absolutely. still has the same uh, vibe. The sta- it's, it's, it's still the same. It's just got better and better all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was very fun and exciting and I learned a lot early early on I think that I've been able to take with me uh, throughout the years uh, I really have enjoyed my uh, my journey uh, so we moved over to the U.S. Uh, 10-11 years ago and I did some you know, other things here, just yeah. just as a start. And then we really wanted to take up coffee again because it's my passion, but also my husband's passion. Yeah. Uh, he's really yeah. into coffee. And we said, 
let's try, let's do this now. The boys, we have two boys. They're a little older now and more self-sufficient. So it was <laughs> a good time. And also for us to have something to yeah. focus on now when they're going off to college, we have more time to focus. We can put more of our effort into the company and, uh, we were very excited to find uh, a yeah. new yeah. port that we got three, three and a half, almost four years ago now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. And for those of you listening here in, in Chicago, um, Newport House has two locations, a, a Bannockburn location and then an Evanston location. And then we all go to Starbucks every day. I know I do here in Glencoe. <laughs> and Nestle products can be found everywhere. So, right? So, yeah. So, we drink all three brands happily. So, Loda, I, I was just going to say, Loda, I love hearing you um, paint the picture of uh, 20 years ago. I feel like we were right there with you. And uh, I too can put my hand on the uh, espresso machine and the and and um, you know kind of feel the grip as you're as you're talking about that. So thanks for for bringing us back for a moment. I think you're just talking about how much coffee just brings us all together, uh, and it's something uh, that draws you in, right? To 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 be a part of. I know. Yeah. So so help help our audience appreciate and Ke- Kelly, maybe let's let's start with you. Set the stage for like female leaders in the coffee industry? Yeah, there are hardly any compared to how many men there are. I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, um, yeah. common so, theme across many industries, but particularly yeah. in this one, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think it, it's an, um, interestingly, it's in all levels. There are um, more women in, if you look at domestically in our offices that where, you know, we run the business of coffee, there are more women in the um, sort of individual contributor level, um, and so in the in the middle management level, but less in the executive ranks, and that's not uncommon across all of corporate America. But then, even when you think about the agronomy and the crop itself, all the way over to origin, um, it's very similar. Interestingly, so if you think about how you know coffee is a business, and at the farm level, they have to run a business and they have to. Um, understand how to be profitable and how to negotiate and how to write contracts and do those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the women um, are in laboring jobs, but not necessarily in the business side of it. And so I think it's changing dramatically over the last several years. You've seen a huge change, which is really exciting, but um, there are, are fewer of us females than there are men. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges is, as I said earlier, is to be able to see other women and, and then find a safe place where you can ask questions and get advice where you don't feel like um, you're being too vulnerable. So if you're at the producer or the farmer level and you're asking questions about um, how to you know, make your crop more productive, how to grow more cherries on your tree, um, it's really hard to expose yourself in that environment to a a group of men who maybe are, you know, mid sixties and have been in coffee their entire lives. And they're the third or fourth generation male. And now you're a female asking questions in that environment. And so now kind of think about that analog here domestically, you probably all think of your own stories and those in the audience are like, yeah, I don't want to go walk into that boardroom and ask a question and show that I'm exposed myself, that I might have a knowledge vulnerability because I need to have all of the answers, right? So the challenges are similar. Um, but again, the, it, the tide is changing so dramatically. And, you know, you could look back over the last several years and look at the data and see there, you know, there are roughly a third of female producers in uh, origin countries across most of them, but it's, it's not enough and it's not at all levels. And yeah. so that's, that's the challenge today for sure. Yeah, I'm sure you, Michelle, see the same thing. It, yeah, I was going to say, Michelle, I'd, I'd love your your perspective on this too, because it, um, and we're going to get into it later. But both Nestle and Starbucks, and as you're going to see, Lota as well, are are making great strides and very much committed in supporting the role of female leaders all the way through, you know, the supply chain, right? But um, I'd love your perspective on yeah, the industry I, I, in general and opportunity. Right. And I, I think I'll pick up where Kelly left off because um, I also fully agree that it is evolving. 
Um, but the, the, the supply chain uh, of, of coffee and women in coffee, it's so vast and broad. I mean, that's one of the most beautiful things, right? And as she talked about, from growers all the way, mm-hmm. way through the supply chain, um, there have always been women, um, and, um, but, but uh, not as often in leadership positions or position of, of, of power and influence. Yeah. And um, so for just my personal story, uh, um, I've been a part of Starbucks for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and much of my role was in business development type functions and partner relationships also a very male dominated on the customer and external side of the business. And so coming into coffee um, and, and leading the global efforts for our company and and, and sourcing at this point, um, you know, I had that recognition, um, but moving to um, sort of in the fields and agronomy and on the farms um, and with women, you also get the context that, not only are women an active part of the business and often running the finances, they also have an incredible lens around their family and the community. And so it mm-hmm. just gives you every reinforcement of why to put the emphasis on trying to create opportunity for everyone. And so for me, um, you know, I'll be very honest that, uh, um, you know, many before me, um, similar to, to Kelly's comment, ha, have, have led the way. So yeah. almost 20 years ago, uh, um, one of my mentors, Mary Williams, was a very, very early buyer um, in the coffee industry. And there were very few women, particularly it goes specific into trade, buying that side of the business is typically yeah. quite, quite male dominated. Um, and she, uh, you know, I, w- I would say, she used this combination of um, tenacity with collaboration and empathy. And that was just such a beautiful model to show yeah. me the way yeah. uh, and to see what's possible in terms of relationships and relationship building. It is, in, in my mind today, um, much more open. Many men have supported and welcomed and opened me into this into this part of the of the industry um, in a way that I'm really grateful for. Uh, I also think there's a component that Kelly talked about is um, the next generation. And so, what I've I've learned is particularly places of being uh, in origin is you be on a farm and you realize that certainly uh, the women who are farming and producing, but probably equally so, is there are so many in the agronomy field and in the, the, the doing the, the work to help improve the, the quality at, at, that, and they don't see women um, and, and, so, and they don't see American women. And so you, you just understand that it's, it's, it's presence, right? And so it's presence and opening up the conversation um, yeah. And and that alone can yeah. make such incredible progress. So I think a lot of progress there. And then I will just say, I think we also have a, a responsibility and opportunity as women in coffee to ensure that we are also the leaders and the faces in the industry um, events that are out. So, um, so I have an opportunity to serve yeah. on a board, National Coffee Association, you know, areas like that, that have traditionally not been very female led. And so we have to start somewhere, we have to make progress, but we have to continue to lift up women who are alongside us. So it's it's incredible. Absolutely. And, and Lota, I know, you know, having like visited, you know, your, your locations, you have a predominantly female team, right? Female leadership team. What about in terms of working then like with your vendors and partners or suppliers, is it typically men or do you see women present there? Yes, mostly, mostly men, some women, mostly men, I think for, for our, yes. uh, We have one or two, maybe that, are more women but yes I feel like it's mostly men yes um, within yeah. the suppliers uh, but yes within our business I think we are actually more women than men in our organization I love that yes <laughs> I don't know it's just the, the way it has turned out and I feel like we're maybe two-thirds women something like that and what we really like is it's fantastic yes 
and also I feel like in the a lot of in the in the you know important uh, uh, roles in the business we have women. Uh, I think it's easy to work together. They're very you know uh, taking care of each other. They get the message through in a nice way, and <laughs> it it just works okay. well to work together. And I think I think that's one of the most important things to me in our organization business is that we all work well together as a team. I think if we work well together, everything else is going yeah. to come yeah. with, with it. Mm-hmm. It, it ties back exactly to what you'd shared, Michelle, about, I think it was Mary Williams, mm-hmm. that tenacity, yes. that empathy, and that collaboration, mm-hmm. right? Like three core leadership skills that just you can never <laughs> underestimate the power from all three of them. And it's it's interesting too, and, and we're going to shift into a break here just in a little bit, but you can, you know, work within your organization, right? So within Starbucks, you know, within Nestle, you know, within Newport House, how do we make sure that we provide, you know, every opportunity for growth and development and success, you know, for female leaders? But then I also love that this is yet another strategy, which is, okay, how about where we partner, you know, in our supply chain with our vendors, with our suppliers, you know, encouraging, you know, female leadership and success there. We have a partner um, from Ahol Del Hayes, and she, I believe she wrote a book, and you guys might have even heard about this, but she spent an entire year, and she would only wear, consume, eat, drink, use products that came from a female-led company. And she came on and spoke at a conference and she said, you know what, sadly, it was really hard because you really couldn't find that many products. And, and, and I like not kidding you, like her toothpaste, her deodorant, you know, her food, her, you know, you name it. But she said, I, I, I really want to, you know, plant that seed, put that stake in the ground that we need to build awareness to, we need to make this happen in a more regular fashion. And so I, I love that, you know, as we get back from our, our break, we're going to talk about what all of you are doing to help with these incredible, you know, farmers and roasters and suppliers and partners. Um, so we're going to take just a short couple minute commercial break. I want to thank everyone for listening in to our Advancing All Women podcast and radio show. You can always check us out at newonline.org for more information on new and all of our podcasts. And most importantly, everybody get a fresh cup of coffee. We'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Network of Executive Women is a nonprofit dedicated to advancing all women and transforming our workplaces through the power of community. We are a growing community of more than 13,500 professional women and men, representing nearly 900 organizations across North America. We are a strong, collective voice for everyone in the corporate world who wants to see gender equality become a reality, and we welcome all who champion our cause. Members of NEW gain access to a broad network of like-minded professionals dedicated to women's equity and leadership development. Corporate organizations also gain access to DEI solutions, which fosters a more inclusive and productive work culture. Plus, members can engage across NEW's 22 regional communities and attend two annual national conferences, which bring together the strongest minds in DEI and leadership. Join Network of Executive Women today. Visit newonline.org slash membership to learn more about becoming a member of NEW. That's newonline.org slash membership. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Want to learn more about the show and about Network of Executive Women? Visit our website today at newonline.org. That's newonline.org. Now, back to Advancing All Women. Well, welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Sarah Alter in the Advancing All Women podcast and radio show. And I'm joined today by Michelle Burns, Executive VP of Global Coffee, Tea, and Cocoa at Starbucks. Kelly Marsh, Director of Coffee Experiences and Industry Affairs for Nestle Coffee Partners, and Lota Bankston, owner of Newport Coffee House. And on today's show, we are talking about the pivotal role that female leaders can play in the hot beverage industry. I called it the coffee industry earlier, but we were just chatting all of us on the break that it's not just coffee, it's coffee, it's tea, it's cocoa, it's hot, it's cold, you know, any way you choose to enjoy your beverage. But for this second half now, we're going to dive more into, okay, what can we as individual business leaders or organizations do to, you know, build that path, that road for every equal opportunity and success for female leaders, whether it's in your own team or organization or if it if it's in your supply chain and in in your vendors and suppliers and partner network, um, so so Michelle, let's let's start with you because I know Starbucks is doing incredible things not only within the Starbucks organization. You absolutely Starbucks practices what we preach at New, um, but also with the the female farmers and. I have to say, my my family and I, we were so blessed. We um, went to Ethiopia mm-hmm. a couple of years back, and we actually stayed on a on a coffee plantation. Um, not a single female leader there. <laughs> coffee was delicious, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, not a single female leader there. So, would love to hear about what Starbucks is doing. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's there's so many so many places to go. I think. You, you touched on it, Sarah, when, when we think of it broadly as using our scale for good. Um, right. we, we have over you know, our 50-year history um, had the privilege to grow globally in over 80 countries. Some of them are coffee-producing countries. And really, in, in order to make an impact, there, there, there are a couple of things I talk about that I think are, are important. One is um, we've, we've really taken um, the opportunity to set out a vision to empower 250,000 women in coffee and tea um, by the year 2025. Um, we, we, put this, um, we put this goal out there um, in part in, in partnership with Conservation International. So as you talk about, this, is, this isn't one of us, this takes all of us. It takes the entire industry. Um, sometimes I, I share, uh, Starbucks, for example, um, buys five less than five percent of the of the uh, especially coffee in, in the world, right? And five percent of the coffee, and so we have to have all of us coming together in partnership to truly make the impact we want for women in the industry overall. So, as I talked about the goal of empowering women, you know, we are one hundred and twenty five thousand women into it, and and what it means for us is. Um, it is work with NGOs in origin countries, um, anything from how we help on the education, 
how we're helping with uh, water safety, uh, sanitation. I mean, truly the impact. And when I say help, it is helping provide infrastructure support empowerment because all of this work then is led and has the, um, you know, uh, it, it's 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 providing the, that that infrastructure that then creates betterment for for the, for the lives in, in this. And so the intentionality, um, particularly, uh, you know, many countries around the world um, to deeply get in and, and have that opportunity to start again with the families, start oftentimes young, young girls. Um, there are a couple of projects that maybe I would share that I think are, are, are pretty um, quite amazing uh, in Guatemala, and we're actually working in partnership uh, with Nestle um, in um, putting uh, daycare and, and child care centers throughout the country. Um, and, and the reason is because then we, we support um, not just the children and education and safety and food and things uh, while the families are working in, in agronomy, uh, and in, in the farms, but we also are, um, you know, providing the the women that 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 sense of safety as well, you know, for the for their kids and their families. And so, um, you know, the the impact um, and the opportunity is just incredibly great. Um, there there is a, a component of this around in the you know in in, in the broad is is pro in creating environments that, that create um, income opportunities for women. Um, is so incredibly important. I, I enjoyed Lota talking, having a Rwanda coffee this morning. Um, R Rwanda reminded me is a, um, a beautifully important origin to us as well. And I'm sure she'll, she may share a little bit of the story, but unbelievable what women have done in coffee since uh, post-genocide in the mid nineties in that country. And um, in our partnership there um, with the women of Hingakawa, one of the areas where we've supported their efforts through our Starbucks Foundation is building a sewing center for them, a building. So, you know, it, you think about it, diversity of income. So, you know, in the times when you're not farming, you're sewing, you're selling your wares, um, the biodiversity comes into fruit. I mean, all of this is how do we create um, a future that has, um, you know, more income opportunities uh, for women and families um, across the across the world, um, and it can look different um, in different regions. But um, you know that that to me is is the art of empowering, um, and I am um, quite certain that uh, we'll more than exceed that goal ahead of ahead of plan. But it benefits all of us. It, it benefits the entire um, world of coffee. Um, because it's empowering and providing that financial income for uh, farmers to continue to be sustainable for decades to come, but also for them to have diverse incomes. So really proud of that work. That's incredible. Michelle, and I, it's, oh, Kelly, just, please. I was just going to say, yeah. Just a follow-up. I think that um, maybe the audience doesn't know that benefit of the investment that you're doing in Rwanda or Guatemala or wherever, is that only if they sell Starbucks coffee? In other words, only if Starbucks buys their coffee or is it beneficial yeah. to Yeah, no, that's a great question. So um, Kelly, Kelly kind of let me in. Um, we're really um, strong believers in open source. Um, you know, we're, um, our, our, our efforts, um, our, our coffee, we, we, pro we provide, um, you know, a, a framework, which is called Cafe Practices, which is around ensuring that we have economic prosperity for all that we buy from environmental, social issues, all of it is holistically cared for. Um, but the work we do through our farmer support centers to create open source agronomy is to benefit all. So it is well beyond any place that we source. And that's, again, intentional. Um, because yeah. we have to create yeah. the environment and the pull for all of us. What was was so interesting to me, and I didn't appreciate this until recently in, in spending more time with, you know, Kelly and the Nestle team, but Nestle and Starbucks actually partner. <laughs> you know, it's not, you know, in my mind initially, it's like, oh, you know, it's, you know, do I bring on competitors? And, you know, no, you actually partner together. And you referenced a bit of it earlier, Michelle, Kelly, maybe you can share with the audience like the role that you and your team play and how Starbucks plays a role in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's actually really beautiful across the board because as we sit here, even with Lota, and she's talking about Rwanda coffee, the efforts that Nestle is doing even in Rwanda, right? So if you think about that and what Michelle has mentioned, 
it is also benefiting Lota and her two coffee shop model. Like that's the really cool thing, right? So the investments that we're making, both Starbucks and Nestle in origin across the world is all boats rise with the tide, right? Right. So that empowerment for those women is impacting your cup wherever you are, regardless of the brand you're consuming. So that pre-competitive collaboration is like, we can't do it alone. None of us can, no matter how much coffee we buy (laughs) or sell, right? At our shops at home. Which and your and your team sells like Starbucks products and Nestle and th- that's what I thought was so interesting as well and yeah. I love it and and you're right like that's the very spirit of new right we're all about hey our mission transcends competition it's about all of us the coalition of the willing I can't remember yeah. who said that somebody said that last week and I picked that up and I'm like we are the coalition of the willing and I love that okay. I love uh, that too I think that's right. Um, the, uh, the 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 idea that uh, we all can come along together. I mean, to me, that is actually a pretty beautiful part yeah. of coffee. That um, uh, is particularly when we think about some of the challenges that 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 we face. Right? If you think about climate change, um, just the magnitude of the impact, you know, and something like that, disease and rust, which is all of us could geek out and tell you about, you know, what are really some of the things that we're working on, you know, or even changing, changing and evolving generations for the next future of younger farmers to come along. No one can do it alone because you are in the most beautiful, rugged, you know, parts of the world. And we're all there, you know, in those same regions. So the um, ability and the power in partnering is phenomenal. Um, we're yeah. we're grateful for, for for that, and just see that ability to make that impact so much greater together. And I love that global reach too, because it it you know I share the stat all the time. Uh, you know, per the McKinsey Lean In study, you know, mm-hmm. within a year of COVID, we lost five years of female progress or advancement in the workplace. Globally, thirty four years lost. And so I love that your, you know, your companies and Lota, I know you support, um, you know, international and global partners that you're investing back into these communities and back into these female leaders and their families, because things that we may take for granted in the United States, like daycare, <laughs> it's like, doesn't even exist there. And so the fact that that's happening, Lota, the, the Rwanda blend that I'm drinking, that's a female owned Yes, that that is a woman uh, uh, grown uh, coffee. And we really like, we put a lot of, uh, we did a a big contract with that uh, farm. We really uh, appreciate that we could find a woman grown coffee. And it feels good to to drink and to buy from them. And it's, uh, I think it's very interesting also what you all talked about uh, earlier here now uh, about encouraging women to get jobs and how you started daycare for the women so they're able to have jobs and grow and have their own lives. I think it's amazing. Um, And this will make, like you both said, this will help everyone and uh, to have a new generation of, of, of young women to keep going with the coffee farming so I'm, I'm so amazed and, and, and happy. And uh, I also thought about um, uh, how we can help everyone to get, uh, you know, yeah. we have to help as a group. And I think that's something I really love about coffee. In the coffee industry, everyone is helping each other, even though yeah. if it's not, yeah. even though if you're different companies, I think everyone are so helpful yeah. to each other, friendly. It's been a real pleasure to be yeah. in this business, I think. Is it is it similar for tea and, and cocoa? Are, are they like similar? I, I would imagine similar challenges, right? The challenges are similar. Uh, the... Um, uh, Coffee is some of it, some of it is a little bit different in just the dynamics. Coffee is built um, so much on very smallholder farms. So, so we buy from over five hundred thousand farms around the world. You know, it's it's typically yeah. like a family farm. Yeah. If you think about the Midwest or you know anywhere around the world where a family farm, that's the context. Tea has some larger estates, 
Uh, but it's, it is absolutely the same. And, and it's um, particularly as I was um, just mentioning a bit around, um, you know, empowering and getting to girls. And, and you know, there are m- many more societal components that may happen um, that are just really important to be able to um, be able to support and create that opportunity. You're really creating an opportunity for them to use their voices, to be perfectly honest, you know, and, and, um, yeah. and to, to, to create that. that um, when we speak of voices, um, Lota reminded me um, the, in Rwanda, um, Rwanda is an incredible lesson for us in, in, in coffee and in, in humanity and hope. I mean, these are two, two very um, different groups that came together, the women uh, post-genocide to, to start the, and really grow and continue the coffee industry. They actually sing um, while they are um, sorting and working in the farms together. Um, and it, it's, it's um, if you ever hear it, it's one of the most beautiful things on earth. Oh, wow. I love that. The one, the generational thing reminded me um, of a story. We were in Colombia and we were in Colombia just to, um, you know, inaugurate a quality lab that we were building to help the local community at the top of the mountain, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's really hard to get um, the supplies and things that you need at the top of the mountain when you're in such high elevation where coffee grows. Don't want to miss that point. Um, But anyway, we're there holding a town hall and talking about some of the challenges in the entire room, of course, is filled with men. There there are two women in the room, and one of them is um, super quiet. She's sitting over with her, you know, male spouse on the side. The other woman, I didn't notice for an hour and a half, we were there talking about some of their challenges and helping solve problems and just hosting a discussion. I didn't notice her until the very end, and she came up to us. And then there were on this um, journey in this town hall, Michelle mentioned earlier, they often don't see any females, let alone American females, right? And so on the trip, there were three, four women and a couple men from our group. And she came up to us and said to myself and to my colleague who was there, I want to take a picture of you all with me. Her name was Rosie. I will never forget this. And I get emotional each time I tell this story. And Michelle probably can relate because these are the stories that you just hear every time. I want to take a picture with you all to show my daughter. <sighs> Next generation. She said, I'm the third generation. My, you know, third generation, first generation female. And I want my daughter to stay in coffee. And today she doesn't see it. She doesn't see, she thinks she sees my struggle and she thinks it's better to leave the farm and go to the city and get work. And she wants to take a picture with us so she can share with her daughter. And then she asked one of my colleagues that was there, can you record a video in Spanish to her and give her some advice for hope? Like give her some advice of what she needs to do to stay in this industry and that there's actually a future and that she can see this, right? So it's that kind of like the small micro moments, but that's essentially how do you magnify that impact? Yeah. How do you really make that scale? To Michelle's point earlier, how do we scale that for the future of coffee and the future of women? Because that is the next generation and they have to see it to believe it. I mean, that's, I started my story here in the hour ago, right? With all of you, how I saw Michelle almost 20 years ago when I started at Starbucks. I saw Michelle and others in different leadership roles. These women have to see it to be able to believe in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think Kelly kind of bringing it full circle, you know, sometimes it's so small and and, and one moment at a time. And then sometimes it is kind of this scale or intentionality. So I I think of an example, uh, a couple of years ago, almost two years ago, we released a coffee called Sirens Blend. Um, and it is in homage to women in the coffee industry. Uh, and every single part of the supply chain from where we source the coffee to our blenders to the roaster, all the way through to the artist that designed the packaging is all women through the thread. And putting that into our core lineup to be in every Starbucks store, um, that's that's for me, a little bit of who we are, you know, it's not a big splash that that's the point, but it's like, for me personally, that's the point. You're just supporting and being intentional and that will allow others to see it and for things to continue to make progress. And so it's the micro moments. And then sometimes it's when you have a scale or a stage, what responsibility are you going to take? Yeah, no, I love that. So it, 
within your your own teams then like what you know let's give our our business leaders some advice on that you know what is it that you've been doing personally I know Lota, you have Michelle, you know, Kelly, what do you do personally to encourage female leadership within your own teams? Let's share a couple best practices on that front. Would you like to start Lota? (laughs) Yes. You know, I, uh, I really believe in, in women and, and how they, Mm -hmm. how, how we can come together and, be very, very strong. I think we work very well together. We work as a team uh, and we're able to make things, you know, things happen. I think we're very um, strong as a team and uh, multi-talented. We have everything that helps uh, on the way to be good leaders uh, to get the rest of the team with you uh, so I, I really enjoy working with women uh, to get yeah to, yeah to get places you know yeah and and, and I'm gonna brag on, on Lota here um, she you know she and her team um, had opened up their second coffee house and COVID happened boom right bam rather is the better way to put it and Lota just completely pivoted. It's like, okay, we can't sell coffee within our coffee house. We'll find ways to sell coffee. And you created all sorts of new challenge, you know, channels and subscriptions and, you know, and, and I will say this, she and her family were over for Thanksgiving dinner and her elder son, when we were going around the table saying, Hey, what are we thankful for? He said, I'm thankful for my parents, particularly my mom, because I've watched her bravely lead the Newport Coffee House through this period of challenge. So just want to make sure that was out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, nice. Of course. No, um, um, Michelle, what, mm-hmm. what advice, you know, one or two things that you could give to our leaders on this front? Sure. I, I mean, I think mindset's really important. And I just think about how do we all create environments where everyone can bring their, their whole selves to, yeah. to, to work, to life. I mean, this is Amen. all so integrated. Uh, and, and for me, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it. Um, I work in an organization that has, um, you know, a lot of gender equity, just, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. best people and the best work. And it's just, it's just part of, part of the ethos. Uh, and so I try not to take that for granted, but, but, but the, the reality is, you know, um, I think as a, as a, uh, leader and as a as a woman, it is really important to have mentors and mentorships. Kelly talked a little bit about it, and some of them are formal and informal. Sometimes go in, in different places, but it it really is, um, you know, when you see what is possible, which is what we've been talking about this morning. Um, it really does, you know, move from. I think about you know the work I do today. I first went to Origin in Sumatra in 2013, and that was when my mind said, I I, I want to lead a global coffee effort, but it took me two more years to say it out loud. Um, And, and, and so how do we create for others to have that courage, have that ability to bring our own selves and help one another? So that's, that's really big to me. And then the other places I would just say the importance of, and we touched on a little bit, listening, empathy, just, just truly like having that understanding um, and and the the recognition that um, you know back to the stories like how we bring forward and thread and help others see or hear or learn um, what's out there before. So the advice that I you know give to all is bring your own selves. You know, come from a place of listening and learning and, and demonstrating em- empathy. Um, but in, in you know, in your efforts, make sure you have your mentors, your sponsors, your advocates, kind of everywhere in to help support you. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's your customers, right? Or it's Sarah who's speaking your words that you're not, right? You know, about how beautiful <laughs> what you've done. And so, yeah. I just think that's, um, you know, that can be one of the magical things that we can all do for one another. Yeah, Kelly, one last pearl of wisdom. Yeah, I mean, close. I think I wouldn't be where I am without some of the incredible men that are out there supporting me, right? I mean, that's enlightened that, male allies. Yeah, right. 
like oh, yeah. just to be a voice in their room. And then I think the last thing, and they're not my words, I will not take credit for them, but they have been my mantra to the words of Brene Brown, which you all well know, mm-hmm. you can't get to courage without rumbling with vulnerability. I love that. Right. And so if you, We've all talked about the courage it takes Michelle's story just now. How, why did it take you so long? I'm looking at you like, we saw it in you. Why? Right? Um, I so love that. After it, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, all three of you, for joining us today and sharing your stories. And, hey, I want to thank everybody who listened in today as well. I always want to thank Voice America for giving me and New this opportunity to share our voice and our mission with all of you. So we're going to be taking a week or two off um, and we're going to share a couple of our favorite shows for you over the next two weeks. Um, next week, we're going to share one of our, our like top, top um, listen to shows, Alternative Paths to Becoming a CEO. And then the following week, and while all your kids are home and you're going to need some some parenting refreshers as they drive you crazy, the second show is going to be on parenting tips. So as I count my blessings this holiday season, I include every single one of the over 30,000 people who have joined me. Um, Thank you so very, very much. And I hope you have the most healthy and happiest of holidays. To learn more about New and listen to all of our podcasts, check us out at newonline.org. I'm Sarah Alter. Again, happiest of holidays, and thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Be sure to tune in again next week. Our program is live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. Until we talk again, enjoy your week.